0: Hey, get this, White House Press Secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, called the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, quote, unconstitutional. I looked it up, by the way, she went to Columbia. Apparently, apparently they don't teach the Constitution there. If you're if you've got a kid looking at colleges, scratch Columbia right off the list because you don't want them growing up to be like Corinne Jean-Pierre. What's up, everybody? This is K Saves the Republic, and uh, we're going to kick it off here in just a minute. Today I'm very excited. I have an interview that uh that I want to share with you with a guy named Sean Farish and his buddy Kevin Smith. Sean Farish, you may remember, he's the guy that does the spot-on Trump impressions. We played them on the air. Uh, he just got, you know, just got knocked off of TikTok the other day because of the one he he posted with, well, here I'll I'll play a little bit for you.
1: Well, there's an old man on the loose from the institution and he's on a bicycle. Look at him. He comes to a stop and uh, down he goes. Down goes Sleepy Joe all the way down, hard and fast, like his approval rating all the way down. And he fell hard. Look at that. He fell really hard. What a disgrace, you know, and they're blaming it on Vladimir Putin. They say Putin pushed him off the bike. Putin pushed him off. What a disgrace. Yeah,
0: that one got taken off of. That one got taken down because it was too funny.
1: Kidding. Uh it was
0: because of bullying and harassment. Anyway, I'll let him tell the story cuz he tells it really well. This guy though is not just a comedian. He's not just an impersonator. He is a he is a combative and passionate and involved conservative who along with his buddy Kevin Smith has created a movement in New York to do what a lot of people think is po- is impossible and that is get a Republican elected governor. However, that was before Uh, Andrew Cuomo became the harasser in chief that was before Kathy Hochul became probably the one of the worst governors not just New York has ever seen but this entire country has ever seen and it's mobilized much like it's doing all over the country, a new crop a new generation of young patriotic conservatives who are loud who are brash who have a spine, and who have a a great love for this country, and want to protect the Republic so ladies and gentlemen, without further ado. The Loud Majority, Sean Farish and Kevin Smith, Save the Republic. And uh, and we welcome both Sean and Kevin. out. guys, how are you? Thanks for
1: being here. We're Good. doing great. We're doing great. Thanks for having us, Mark. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Real quick, before we get into
0: uh, to the Trump stuff, uh, tell me about Loud Majority. What exactly is, what are you guys doing up there in Long Island? Well,
2: right now we're focusing on all of our local elections. Obviously, we have a yeah. governor's race coming up with Lee Zeldin. Uh, we have congressional races going on, but we focus a lot in the off times on the elections people don't really know about on school boards on library trustee yeah. on city council the stuff that really impacts people's lives county legislature stuff the elections that people don't uh always vote in but uh really need to be getting involved with And we've had great success out here on long
0: island that's awesome and you guys have a podcast it's called we will not comply
1: that's right and we run it uh every monday wednesday and friday from 8 a.m to 9 a.m eastern the best place to follow us is on rumble rumble.com slash loudmajority US uh, we do run uh, a lot of national uh, news on it but every now and then to, uh, to just uh, activate the, the grassroots organizers here and, and the movement and to keep it going we talk a lot of of, Nash, of uh, local uh, issues as well, like school boards and library trustees and, you know, where to go for different rallies and protests. As, as you know, we have a, a horrible governor out here. Her name is Kathy Hochul. I call her Cuomo in address. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it, it's something that uh, we're trying so hard to work to defeat that machine uh, come November. And we think we've got the best shot that the state has had in, uh, you know, I would say 20 years mm-hmm. or so, probably you know. even Further than that, Uh, but that's what we do. We we will not comply. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, it is streamed live, but you can find the audio version of the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. It's up everywhere. And I'll tell
0: you what, Kathy Hochul, for those people that don't live in New York, which is probably a lot of people living, she's so bad that even Andrew Cuomo wouldn't sexually harass her. (laughs) That's how bad (laughs) bad she was to... And to kind of put it in perspective, I don't think Chris Cuomo would either. I mean, come to think of it. Uh, but listen now, uh, Sean the, the Donald Trump stuff, I mean, it, it's it's so great to hear that you're not just a funny you know comedian on TikTok or on YouTube or wherever, that you guys are actually living and breathing this kind of stuff, which is important. And I think something that a lot of people are starting to realize after the last couple of elections that, hey, yeah, I can vote for president. I can vote for my senator. But if I don't have my mayoral race, race in play, if I don't know who's sitting on my school board or who my county commissioners are, I still could... Fl- Find myself locked down, or explaining to my kids why white people are horrible and all that other kind of stuff. Uh, so that's great that you guys are on uh, doing now. Did you start that before you started doing the Trump impressions online, or is that something that kind of bled out of your your notoriety for uh, you know Donald Trump and the drive-through and stuff? So
1: it's kind of funny because what we did um we started throwing trump rallies out here uh to protest the lockdowns and to support donald trump at the same time i've had yeah. a knack for for doing his voice but i never wanted to get on tiktok um but i've been kind of <laughs> practicing his voice uh since around 2016 um yeah. and and it kind of got real good and then the you know a platform was created here and i just kept doing it and it it basically happened on accident. You know, I went on TikTok because someone said do it. People would think you're funny. I said, All right, fine, whatever. Uh and I read uh the night before Christmas. I remixed it like before Christmas <laughs> of 2020 and right. it went like 180,000 views and I'm like, "Wow, this is so cool." And then they tried to cancel Dr. Seuss and I did a couple of those. Yeah. Um right. and then it took on a life of its own once the drive-throughs started. <laughs> Um, where I took Kevin to a drive-through <laughs> and I ordered his Taco Bell, uh, well-packed quesadillas, as you know, and yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then Arby's. That was the best one. That was my friend uh, Mike the Lung shout out the Lung Upstate with a brisket bacon and beef dip sandwich. Uh, they ran out of horsey sauce. Eight million views on that. And so now it's become a <laughs> it's become a fun thing. Um, it's yeah. all over the place, and we have a lot of fun with it.
0: Now, what did you do? I mean, what did you do before all that? Were you, I mean, you weren't always a Trump impersonator. Were you like, a, well, like what, what was your job? Yeah. I sold paint. Um, Perfect. I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It was fun. I've always liked sales. Um, and I, I, I used to sell a, a particular cable product uh, yeah. and, uh, and, and I used to use the voice to make sales. Actually, I would say, you know, I'm never going to take Fox news away from you. We'll make sure we get you the correct big beautiful package. I know a lot about big beautiful packages, and yeah, but... uh, you know, uh, but I would do that, and they would laugh and all of this, and then you know the cable industry started all going to streaming. So I said I'm going to sell something that's a little easier that sure. everybody needs, which is paint. You know, everybody wants paint. to repaint their house, especially during the pandemic. We had a lot of uh, DIY traffic because they're all locked down. People were painting their living rooms four or five times a week,
0: oh, um, dude. and I did that. Home Depot. Home Depot got all my money during the pandemic. Yeah. If I got a check from. Any- where it was going right to the Home Depot it was
1: great and uh, that's what I used to do but the loud majority movement became so significant and influential here in New York that both myself and Kevin quit our day jobs to do this full time Um, oh that's awesome yeah because you know what it has to be done if we don't do it really uh, it won't happen we wouldn't be able to have this effect we wouldn't have the chance that we have right now uh, to flip the state of New York um, which is our goal and we think it's absolutely possible People don't
0: realize in New—I mean, they do realize in New York—but they don't realize how much of an impact New York City has on what is one of the largest states in the union, and that a lot of people, not just outside of Manhattan and Long Island, where you—I mean, I know a ton of people from Long Island who are all conservative. But as you go as you go farther north and you head into the the real, you know, the the um, the, the, the the farmlands and the uh, the rural areas up near Buffalo and and near the, the near the border, it's all Trump signs as you drive down the two lane highways, and there's a lot of vo- Voices that are stifled just because of the massive amount of Democrats in Manhattan that just squash everybody else's uh, uh, everybody else's votes. Absolutely, and you know, you know,
2: people like to say like if you look at a map of 2020, it's going to be all red with spot with little splotches of blue, and New York yeah. City is one of them. But yeah. you know, people want to feel safe. People want to be able to walk in their own neighborhoods. This is not a partisan issue, and a lot of these liberal DAs that got elected. Last year, particularly in New yeah. York City, like we have Alvin Bragg, who doesn't think he needs to be a district attorney; he'd rather be a defense attorney for the criminals. Yeah, people don't like that. People don't want to see police being, uh, uh, what's it called, police being beat up in the subway, as we just saw in New York City. A right. teenager beat up a cop because he was afraid to use force against this guy at risk of losing his job or being civilly prosecuted. This isn't a partisan issue, and people are going to vote red. You know. Presidents historically lose their first midterms, usually by a lot, doesn't matter who it is. Mm -hmm. And we think that we have one of the best candidates, maybe in America, in Lee Zeldin running for governor. And without New York, the Democrats can't win nationally. They can't win the presidency. It's mathematically impossible, so we're ready to shock the world.
0: Uh, yeah, no. I mean, and you guys are doing a great job with it. Uh, th- how big an impact? Because here in Florida, we basically stole a ton of your electorate. I mean, they came <laughs> right down here, and you guys lost population. You guys lost votes. You guys lost a house seat. You lost electoral votes in New York. Is that something? Because here in Florida, I mean, we're all we're throwing redistricting parties. We're all <laughs> excited. We we know we're going to get another Republican, uh, you know, representative in office in New York. How big an impact is that in the election? Are people realizing, whoa, there's, you know, this is bad for all of us because we're no longer getting the representation in Congress that we used
1: to. Well, we're 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 in the process of uh, turning New York into Florida, and I know it may sound, yeah. you know, far fetched <laughs> to a lot of people. Right? We're in the process yeah. of doing it. There's been an awakening here, uh, as Kevin just said, that people are going to vote red. We will be throwing redistricting parties soon, okay? Because there are so many people in this state. <laughs> who are tired of leaving their $3,000 a month closet that they're renting in New York City and fearing for their lives. Yeah. You know, we went to a Mets game the other day. My girlfriend's in the car, and she's from Florida, actually. And she saw a, a, a car, a, you know, a sedan, parked on a mound of garbage and says, where are the volunteer you know, groups that are, that are supposed to be cleaning up the streets? And I said, these volunteer yeah. groups aren't going to take to the streets because they're afraid that they're going to get attacked or mowed down and yeah. robbed like we saw in the Bronx. So safety yeah. and crime is a big concern here in New York. And that's why there is a candidate running for governor, Lee Zeldin, who you just saw get attacked. And the reason yeah. why he got attacked is because the Democrats and the radical left wing freaks here in New York think that he's a threat to their power, to the woman that is, uh, you know, unilaterally extending her emergency powers to, you know, leave open the option for putting kids in masks or mandating vaccines in all public schools in the entire state. Uh, and it's not just registered Republicans that are vastly outnumbered or registered Democrats. But there is a good number of registered Democrats right now who feel disenfranchised by that party, that the party has gone further left than them. There are a bunch of independents who are remaining registered independents because they feel disenfranchised by the establishment Republican Party in this state, which in many cases can't get out of its own way. You know, they're lucky that Lee Zeldin decided he wanted to run for governor. They're lucky that they have a, have a, a congresswoman up in upstate New York like Elise Stefanik or Claudia Tenney, you know, and 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 uh, there are a lot of people who feel disenfranchised by the Republican Party who are independents, but they will Come out and vote for a Lee Zeldin in November they couldn't do it in the primary because it's not an open primary state but they'll do it in November to take the state back and save it and that's the opportunity that we have and I think that there are so many people in New York as lieutenant governor candidate Alison Esposito says that are ready not just for a red wave but for a common-sense wave common sense is going to take over and if the Republican Party is smart we become the party of common sense that will win us more seats more votes and more Future votes than anything we thought possible come November.
0: Yeah, Sean Farish and Kevin Smith from We Will Not Comply uh, in Long Island, in Long Island. I think that's right, and I know that you guys are. Wor- How old are you guys, by the way? Because you sound. I know you're. You're not as old as I am. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How old are you? I'll be thirty three in two days. Yeah, I am. I okay. am holding on to thirty two. Like you can't buy the death <laughs> grip on thirty two. Believe me.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm, uh, I'm thirty one. So we're pretty much you know same okay. age. We're we're younger yeah, guys. So, and- and that's something
0: that I think is really important because we just got back from Tampa. We were at the TPUSA summit and to see the number of young conservatives out there who are not just focused and energetic, but organized, which is something the Republican party has always had an issue with. They've always kind of, they've always kind of lacked when, uh, when, you know, you go up against the Democrats or, or some of these other, you know, grassroots organizations that got Obama elected, for example, it's nice to see it's a nice switch and it does give you, it does give you hope, uh, for the future. One big thing, and Sean, I know that you know about this because, uh, you know, TikTok is where you got a lot of notoriety, you got millions of people following you. You recently had, as we all have, one of your, you had one of your uh, videos taken down and it was the video where you were, you were talking about Joe Biden falling off (coughs) of his bike. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was. And what... They took it down for bullying and harassment, uh, yeah. you know. And and you know <laughs> they they've done this to me multiple times. They did it when I made fun of AOC's boyfriend for wearing ridiculous sandals and being as white yeah. as you could as you could be. Uh, they Possibly, did it. Yeah. They did it when I talked about <laughs> Spygate and said I want to lock up Hillary Clinton. They said for some reason yeah. that's bullying and harassment. Uh, they did it when I called Kamala Harris spicy at the uh, Chick Fil A drive-through. I said I want to I want a uh, a spicy chicken sandwich spicier than Kamala Harris after a night with Willie Brown. They said bullying and harassment. Now I'm not allowed to say that Joe Biden fell off a bike when our own two eyes can see that he fell off of a bike. Uh, yeah. So they took it down. Community guidelines violation. It was shared 4,500 times in an hour. They couldn't let that message out, and uh, you know that is a problem that we have with TikTok. Um, but one of the one of the best things that we can say is that you just mentioned a bunch of younger folks. You've seen them at the Turning Point USA conference down in yeah. Tampa, and that's because the younger generation knows how to use social media. That's why social right. media platforms like Getter and Truth Social are so important. And Rumble, because you're giving the younger generation, you're giving the youth a place to organize and communicate, and if it's a level playing field, we know that we win. This is why the left is so outraged over Hulu deciding not to air any political ads on their platform whatsoever. I mean, imagine that. The left is turning on Disney. They're turning on Disney because they won't air any political ads, because they're giving a level playing field. No political ads whatsoever is a level playing field, and when the left has to take a level playing field, they know that that they lose and that's why this social media, this, this new generation, this new uh, development of these new friendly social media platforms is so important because the youth, the kids that go to Turning Point, folks that are our age and anybody mm-hmm. else who knows how to use social media, it gives them the ability to organize and to, to sprout up groups like this nationwide to take back the country and again, become the party of common sense. There was a girl I
0: interviewed, with, her name's Morgan, with an N on the end, and she was talking about how she used to be like a beauty influencer or fashion, she would do the hauls and that kind of stuff, and she realized even, you know, friends of hers did bodybuilding videos, and they all found out really quickly, even if you're just doing bodybuilding videos or food videos, there is a left-leaning bias, and and so what what they were able to do or what they figured out to do is while they were doing their bodybuilding videos, they would wear an American flag shirt to try to like, you know, like almost like a symbol or a code. Like, hey, I'm also I'm also conservative because if you're outwardly conservative or like you're finding out, if you go on TikTok, if you go on the YouTubes, anything owned by by Alphabet or, or Facebook even, you're going to get canceled. But it's the Rumbles, it's the getters, it's the true socials that are allowing that free speech. Rumble, by the way, is awesome. How's that working for you guys? Because they are amazing people over there. Oh, it's been great you know and yeah. it, it's so nice to be able to say what you know to be
2: true because as yeah. we're seeing particularly with uh Dr Fauci it turns out that the internet is about a year and a half uh, ahead of him, now that he's right. admitting all the <laughs> stuff that got us banned off of the YouTubes and and Twitters for the last year and a half, we you yeah. know, we won't say it here because I don't want to get you booted. But you know we know, <laughs> everyone knows what I'm talking about. That yeah. these social media platforms tell you what's true when they feel like telling you what's true. We saw it with the Hunter Biden laptop. It was Russian disinformation. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's
0: coming out saying ah, maybe it wasn't. And we all knew it wasn't from the beginning. It's mind yeah. blowing to see. Before the CDC admitted that masks don't work, we had Rand Paul on our show and we were live streaming on YouTube. And I asked him, I go, so what's up with the masks? And he and he literally called it, he called the shot. He said, I can tell you, but you're gonna get canceled. <laughs> (laughs) On YouTube, And I go, go ahead. It's happened before. And he answered the question. And sure enough, uh, three hours later, they took that video down and they told us we had a community guideline strike because Rand Paul, who is a doctor and who sits on the COVID committee in the Senate, said masks don't work. And then, of course, six weeks later, the CDC confirmed that. But we still didn't we still didn't get our video back up. Uh, You guys are killing it. You guys are working really hard. And, And one of the things I'm so excited about is how this younger generation is embracing not just not just social media, but politics and comedy and entertainment. Entertainment. And Sean, I know you've got—I mean, you've got how many followers? got hundreds of thousands of people following you
1: now because of your Trump impressions, right? That's right. Yeah, it's—it's it's been a blessing to kind of be able to bring those eyes in. And, and the one thing that I like to stress to people—sometimes I'll go on a TikTok live, sometimes I'll just put it in the comments—is that yes, I am a conservative. You know, I'm not just yeah. some dude, and I'm not going to sell out to SNL. That's not what I want to do. You know, yes, I am a conservative. Yes, I am one of one of us. You know what I mean? It's it, it's yeah. and and. I want to make sure that the folks who are coming in and laughing with us and laughing with me and everybody on those platforms are also being inspired to take action. You know, laughter is great. But if you're not gonna laugh all the way to the polls and make a difference on election day, then it means nothing. You know, so if there's three hundred and forty-three thousand on TikTok and however many all over the place, Truth Social, Facebook, Twitter, Getter, you know, everywhere else, Rumble, you know, that's great. It's great to have a platform, but what are you doing with it? There are too many people yeah. who have these platforms that do nothing. They just sit there and milk the platform and, and and put their feet up. You know, I wanna see people like Scott Pressler. I wanna see people like Charlie Kirk who put an organization together to make yeah. a difference. And take the country back. It's it's great to have a platform. It's great to have notoriety. I enjoy going on on TV. I love coming on shows like this. I'm going to be on another one later today. You know, it, it's it's awesome to do these things. But I want it to lead to making a difference or else it's really being done in vain. And that's the one thing that I want to stress to everybody. I'm happy you think it's funny that I could sound like Trump. I really do because that brings us the eyes. But I want those eyes and I want those likes and I want those shares and I want those views to turn into votes and to turn into action and to turn into something that could tangibly be made into a difference. That's the end of the that's the end of the the, uh, goal at the end of the day. That's
0: all. I mean, that's a great way to put it. Laugh all the way to the polls, but make sure you get your ass to the polls. Otherwise, it's all. Otherwise, you could have a platform with a million people looking at you. But if the Democrats stay in control, you're not going to have that platform that's right. mm-hmm. very much longer. Guys, thank you so much. Good. It's a loud majority. We will not comply is the podcast. Kevin Smith and Sean Farish. Guys, thanks so much for taking the time and best of luck to both of you. And next time I'm in New York, uh, you know, we'll go around and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll kick over. We'll kick over some uh, some signs, some Kathy Hochul signs. Sounds oh, good. I, like, I like it. Let's do it. (laughs)